the wrestling podcast about nothing, is brought to you by BDA Radio. BDA Radio doesn't break news, they break the news with their wild commentary regarding MMA and wrestling. Head on over to BDARadio.com and check out all of the latest news on the UFC, Bellator, WWE, and much more. They are proud to be the voice of fans because they are fans themselves. BDARadio.com I think I can sum up the show for you with one word. Nothing. Wrestling fans, there are millions and millions of podcasts out there, but there's nothing like this one. Do you ever just get down on your knees and thank God that you know me and have access to my dimension? This is the wrestling podcast about nothing. Nothing? Nothing. Welcome to the wrestling podcast about nothing, episode 18, presented by BDARadio.com. There are so many pro wrestling podcasts out there covering every aspect of the business. So we went to BDA Radio and said we had a different idea for a podcast. Everybody's doing something. We'll do nothing. They said, what's wrestling podcast about? We said nothing. And thankfully, they said, we think you may have something here. So here we are. My name is Mike Crockett. I'm a longtime independent wrestling referee in the Northeast, currently on an extended hiatus from the ring. And joining me, as always, is a veteran of the New England Independent Mat Wars, the Irresistible Force, the Immovable Object, the Demon King pin, Brian oh, Malonis. I'm just happy I'm not uh, bleeding from an open gash on my forehead right now. <laughs> right, uh, we will get into that, Brian. We will get into that. And I know you wanted to say something right off the top here. Uh, I, I actually, both of us wanted to say something off the top here about uh, someone that... Uh, New England Wrestling lost this past week. Uh, David Cahill, also known as DC Dillinger. Yeah, it was. Uh, you know, it was last uh, or a week ago from uh, yesterday, uh, Sunday, that uh, I think news kind of spread like wildfire that that Dave had just suddenly and tragically passed away. Um, you know, when somebody so young uh, passes away, I think everybody struggles with you know thinking about reasons why or or how or um but i think most of all what we just wanted to say was uh um you know while um we weren't either one of us weren't like super tight with dave or anything right. but um i think both of us knew him well enough to you know call him a friend and um you know enjoyed his company i enjoyed uh getting random texts of seinfeld or sports or whatever you know we talk about or seeing them occasionally in locker rooms and and shooting the breeze um so you know to those especially those uh, who are who are very close to him and his family um thoughts are with you and uh just say you know hey you know big man you'll be uh you'll be missed pal uh you know very sad situation but we just wanted to touch upon it yeah i know some someone said to me that it's a shame that he didn't get to see uh, the outpouring of support because he always thought kind of the world was against him um it was great to see everyone just uh talking about him like even though he could be kind of uh some might say borderline obnoxious at times just <laughs> that was him. Uh, loud yeah. he's yeah. somebody if you just saw him from a distance 
which for the longest time I did, and I was like, "Whoa, who's this guy?" But then you actually get to know him, and you realize there's a very there's a softer side to him, and he's actually just very a genuine guy. But he just happens to be, or he was a lot, just a loud guy, and one who was he was fun and fun to talk to, uh, and a guy who I didn't cross paths with a whole lot early on in my career, but the last four or five years, uh, got to know a bit, talk a bit, and kind of realized like, "Wow, we actually had a lot of things in common, common, and uh, we're very similar uh, in our thoughts and beliefs." So. Um, yeah, just absolutely no good way to put it. There's no right. way to soften it. Just a terrible situation that really sucks. And, uh, you know, just wanted to take a you know, mo- moment here to, uh, remember DC Dillinger. Definitely. Um, so I guess we had to move on with the podcast. It's a little rough after. Yeah. It's a gloomy way, way to start it, but you know, uh, you know, We'll we'll trudge through it. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, so this podcast is available every Monday on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, Google Play Music, TuneIn Radio, and of course at bdaradio.com. Now we ask, please do something for the wrestling podcast about nothing. Please be sure to subscribe to the feed on the podcast platform you're using right now and take a minute to rate and review us. That is the best way for us to increase our exposure and help us grow. We would really appreciate it. So please do us a personal favor. Make sure you're subscribed to the WPN so you can download the podcast every Monday and take just a minute of your time and give us that five-star review. Uh, okay, so today, Ryan, on the show, we will be talking about SummerSlam. We just watched it. We'll talk about what we liked, what we didn't like, and what's next. And what made us feel extremely uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're going to – I don't think we can really wait. We're going to hit that one right off the bat. But uh, we'll be joined in our first ever SummerSlam Summit by two wrestlers, two friends of ours, Scotty Slade and Anthony Green will be joining us at the table here in just a minute. And also, we will give our thoughts on the NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 2 show. We'll have a promo about nothing and a lot more. But before we get to all that, Brian, let's talk about our sponsor. People ask me, what do you mean, BDARadio.com? What does the BDA stand for? Barry Darso Automotive? (laughs) Oh, boy. I know where it's going. While... Auto demolition would be an apt occupation for the former repo man. That's not what we're talking about here. BDA Radio really means the most unique commentary on mixed martial arts and pro wrestling on the internet. They don't break news. They break the news with their wild commentary regarding MMA and wrestling. So head over to BDARadio.com and check out all the latest news on UFC, Bellator, WWE, and much more. Brian, be the king of the road. You know, the information superhighway. Go to BDARadio.com. It's the combat sports hole-in-one. And Barry Darso fans... Nice, nicely done, Michael. Barry Darso fans are on their feet right now with all the references there to his many characters. Nicely done, my friend. Thank you very much. I worked on that for hours upon hours. <laughs> Is that why you were late tonight? Yes, indeed. That's exactly why. <laughs> All right, Brian, it's time for the first ever on the wrestling podcast about nothing, SummerSlam Summit. SummerSlam Summit? Yes, indeed. Goodness. It's a roundtable discussion about a pay-per-view, and this is SummerSlam 2016, and we've got two friends here to discuss it with us. And we're actually at a round table. Yes, we are. I mean, we're kind of at one half of the round table. The other end of it's kind of pushed to the wall, but that's okay. We'll deal with it. 
Yes. Scotty said he's somewhat comfortable. So. And speaking of uh, Scotty, he is a former referee. Yes. Turned wrestler. He was. He was part of a very successful tag team. Very successful. With Mark Sherman. They won titles all over hey, the Hey, wait a minute here. <laughs> wait a minute here. But now, Brian, he's out on his own, and he's the current Chaotic Wrestling New England champion. And is that guy, Scotty Slade, with us here? Hello, Scotty. How we doing? I'm actually upset that you didn't bring up when I was the manager to uh, MMA Matt Spectro. And Alexis. And Alexis. I wasn't going to go there. And the tag team championship partner of the Kingpin, Brian Malonis. My very good friend, Tarzan. You know how that works. Oh, yes. Tarzan (laughs) was here last week with us. He's Hopefully, you're not quite as uh, miserable as him. (laughs) He's thinking about Coitus with uh, Bertha (laughs) Bertha Faye. Who is is deceased. (laughs) Yes. Uh, We're we're talking about her. Missed opportunities. (laughs) Yes, indeed. Okay. Also with us, we got Scotty here. And also with us is another former referee. This is great. We've got all former referees here. Wait. Brian was a former referee. He was, yes, beyond wrestling. He You're not paying oh, attention oh, to. Oh, currently, currently. I, so I'm thinking way back in the day. Oh no, no. Well, I, I, I don't think you're a referee anymore. Is that correct? Oh, I don't know. Maybe we'll talk about it in uh, okay. nothing's happening we'll later. Talk about it a little later on. Okay, he's a former referee, now a wrestler. He gets all over New England, and he's also a part of Paragon Pro Wrestling out of Las Vegas, yep. which you can watch every Thursday on the Fight TV app. That's F I T E T V. His name is. All good, Anthony Green. Hello, Anthony. Hey, it's all good. What's going on? Oh. Thanks for not throwing confetti all over my kitchen. I appreciate it. <laughs> it's in my pocket. Don't the worry. Missus, the missus would be uh, quite upset when she had to clean up because I'm certainly not going to. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's, he's made many a wrestler very angry with his, with his confetti tossing. <laughs> I, I made a few wrestlers angry this past weekend doing it. Well, that's very good. Well, yeah, wrestlers, promoters, everybody hates his guts. I'm glad you're holding back here in the uh, in the Malone's kitchen. But hopefully you won't hold back when we talk about SummerSlam 2016. What do you think about that? Huh? I'm still reeling from, 20, from SummerSlam yeah, 2016. Okay, yeah, let's just get right into it. What Dive the hell in. happened at the end of that show? I don't know. I, I don't know. I legitimately do not know what we saw. Well, Scotty, you seem to think that it was all planned. It was all a work. Absolutely. Uh, just looking at it, I just assumed right off the bat. I mean, while you guys are panicking, assuming that <laughs> chaos was ensuing in the ring, that we had a shooter on our hands. Brian Willis turned white. <laughs> completely. The amount of blood and sludge. I mean, in I, that I do ring. apologize. I did stand up and scream, "It's a shoot!" <laughs> I think I think you shot on him. <laughs> yeah, I just I, I assumed that it was a setup, and that's what they wanted. Anthony, A.G., or also known as A.G. I don't usually call you A.G., but Anthony. Yes. What are your thoughts on what happened in the main event tonight? Uh, it was definitely very awkward. I also thought, I, I didn't think it was a shoot, but I definitely thought that the match got stopped for real. Right. Um, as opposed to for fake. So so a shoot? Yeah. Okay. No, I, I didn't think I didn't <laughs> no, think I, I, yeah, I don't think that was I don't think whether that was a shoot or not, I don't think that was the planned finish of SummerSlam. I really don't. I agree. Like the amount of blood loss was uh it was obscene. And, and where and where he was cut and like yeah, a I puddle of blood. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't I definitely do not think that was the planned finish of SummerSlam. Now whether it was a shoot or not, I could at least I could at least think Brock Lesnar maybe took liberties with Randy Orton. I mean, how with that beal over the guardrail onto the or or the, the or the forearm elbow deal he gave him that just destroyed his head. 
mean, he has no reason to shoot on that man, regardless of all the sandbagging he did for those Germans. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the, he, there, he, there was no help offered by Randy Orton on those German suplexes. So it was, it was pretty much all Brock Lesnar on those. I don't just a bizarre, and I can't imagine that's how you want to end. Especially another reason why I don't think like that was the planned end of SummerSlam uh, was because we just saw the match before that, and we'll get into this. But the Rusev Reigns segment it wasn't really a match that right. was some weird kind of non-match, non-finish thing. I can't imagine they would end or at least plan on ending the pay per view. Like that, like well, back who to knows? Back. I mean, tonight, I mean, and especially stuff we've been reading throughout the pay per view, seems like everybody's getting uh, thirty days off. I mean, so why don't we <laughs> wait a week and then we're gonna find out all these guys are gonna get these uh, mini vacations? There's plenty rumors out there for <laughs> what's going on with uh, certain talents in the company. I guess maybe we'll kind of delve into that a little bit delicately a little later on. Yeah, we tend to, those t- t- when we speculate on those types of things, they tend to blow up on our face. So Yes, <laughs> many things many things tend to do. Um, all right, let's take one slight step back before we get into the rest of the show. Who saw a NXT show on Saturday night? Ooh, ooh, I, ooh did. I did. I did. Anthony mm-hmm. saw the show. Brian Malone saw the show. I saw some highlights. Oh, Sky Slay. Okay. All okay. right. All right. Oh, boy. Sounds like the old ball and chain uh, <laughs> had the guy running around. So, real quick, we'll just uh, go over Austin Aries uh, beat No Way Jose. Uh, Hideo Watami came out and hit the GTS on Aries. I think it's the first time he's hit the GTS in NXT. Yeah, he's teased it. I don't think he's ever hit it. Yeah, yeah. So, he hit that on Aries. Uh, to, so, I guess we're going to have Watami and Aries going forward. Uh, Ember Moon and over Billy Kay. She made her debut and beat Billy Kay. Uh, Bobby Roode uh, beat Glorious. Andrade Cien Almas. <laughs> yes, and the uh, that's kind of taken over the Glorious Bomb with our friend uh, Tommaso Ciampa. Former guest of the WPAN. Yes, and uh, Johnny Gargano as well with the uh, the Glorious Bombs on on Twitter. But uh, Bobby Roode did go over uh, Cien Almas with the Glorious Bomb. Uh, there was a, a strange vignette showing riots in the streets and all this stuff, and it just said sanity at the end, like spray-painted on a brick wall. I'm not quite sure uh, what's coming out of that. Was I, sanity I was... written in ink? <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> it might have been. Spray-painted. Oh it could have been ink. Wait never, a minute. You never know. You never know. Uh, let's uh, just get past that. The revival and, and over... Uh, Tommaso Ciampa and uh, Johnny Gargano, uh, probably the match of the night if for those of us who saw it. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, I would think. Sure. Sure. AG is uh, shaking his head on a podcast that always works very Thanks, well. Thanks, AG. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to mime his way through this. We didn't, we didn't hire him for his brains. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> and uh, they kind of teased the, the way that they followed them all the way back to the, to the, to the dressing room almost. They kind of teased that you're going to see a turn there. They've kind of teased this since the Cruiserweight Classic when uh, Gargano beat Ciampa, and Ciampa seemed to take it kind of rough. Um, so there was no there was no turn, but I, there was like a slight, just a side eye glance from Tommaso as they went up the ape, as they went up the uh, the ramp, that really kind of told the story to me that something's happening, but it's going to be a little bit further down the road. Yeah, they're, they're laying out the uh, laying out the breadcrumbs, so to speak. Yes. Mike. <laughs> yes. Uh, also, Asuka beat Bailey, and they kind of uh, did like the whole "thank you, Bailey" kind of thing. Looks like it could be her send off for her uh, her last appearance at NXT. Maybe, but maybe heading to Monday Night Raw to fill a fill a void. 
Yes, possibly. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that a little later on. And uh, Shinsuke Nakamura won the NXT Championship over Samoa Joe. I actually didn't get to see all this match. Well, as long as you saw the entrance. I did, I did see the entrance. Uh, I, I tweeted about it. The entrance, I mean, I legit had goosebumps up and down my arms. And just, uh, I, I think Nakamura has, has quickly become probably my favorite wrestler to watch right now. And uh, the finish was the Kinsa- Kinshasa knee. Sure. Okay, that's what that's what sure. I'm hearing. That's what I'm hearing. But you said the match uh, didn't quite live up to your expectations. Yeah, I mean, him. I was I was expecting. I mean, I I think my expectation of it was exceedingly high, and it was. Right. I mean, it was a good match, or what? Yeah, I'm not I'm not gonna down the match. It was a good match. I was entertained by it, but I think my expectations of it were just probably impossible. I guess maybe. Right. How about you, uh, AJ? What'd you think of the main um, event? I was actually happier with this Samoa Joe match than I have with a few other ones. Like I thought it was better than him and Finn Balor for the title. So. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> that's it. Yeah. yeah that's, okay. That's it. <laughs> All right. So uh, Nakamura over Samoa Joe. He's the new NXT champion, and uh, maybe we'll see Samoa Joe on the main roster before long. Okay, that's enough NXT. On to SummerSlam. Let's start out the show. It was Enzo and Cass out first. How you doing? In Brooklyn. Wait, we don't want to talk about the hour and a half pre-show. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was a little late. What did you say? Bada boom. Right, well, wait. let's talk about the main card. <laughs> <laughs> Enzo Amore and Big Cass versus Jericho, which is one of those uh, Warbeard Jer- Hansen Jer- terrible <laughs> combined tag team names. Yes, Jericho and all all this stuff. Uh, Jericho with Chris Jericho and and uh, Kevin Still Owens. Still not as bad as Showmiz. <laughs> that one is pretty brutal. What are you talking about? A big guy tag, tag teaming with a smaller guy? I think that's a combination for success. Yeah, well, nothing on your ass because you completely omitted it from your bi- brief biography we gave oh at the beginning goodness. of the podcast. Oh, my goodness. Blame your co-host there. He's the one that threw it together. Yeah, I didn't hear you jumping <laughs> into. If we were going to do like, silly tag names, I would have preferred the intergender tag team of Miz and Layla so they could be Lay Miz. <laughs> All right. Oh, my goodness gracious. Is this like Broadway humor? Is this what we're getting into here? Holy Toledo. All right. Enzo uh, quoted Biggie Smalls, and the crowd like sang the first two or three lines of uh, Juicy by the Notorious B.I.G., which was pretty fantastic. A car ride favorite of, uh, of me and uh, one Michael Crockett here. Yes. It was, uh, it was all a dream. <laughs> it certainly uh, was. <laughs> so... Uh, Near the beginning here, Cass tossed Enzo to the floor, and like Enzo barely cleared the ropes, and and it looked like kind of. We all held our breath and uh, yes. almost woke up the baby on this one, on that one, and almost woke <laughs> up the Playboy as well. Uh, he was awake. He was no, awake. the Playboy made it through the whole way. I'm proud of him. Yes, he did very well. Did extremely well. And who would have guessed Enzo took the heat in this match? <laughs> Shocking, right? Yes. Uh, there is a couple spots the i want to talk about just for a second i just want to talk about the uh, the ring posts the the lovely new ring posts that have uh what you call it, the led screens on them yeah, i think we're building to a, a canvas that is led screened at this point <laughs> i mean we got the we got the apron we got the post maybe the stairs next and then finally uh, the guys are going to wrestle on led screen they already got the entrance way too so the, the ring posts are uh, pretty girthy if you ask me so girthy I just figured I throw in there. I, I I tweeted that, so I figured it's for it the ladies, <laughs> a, little, a little something <laughs> extra for you gals out there. Um, so the finish of this one was Owens kind of launched Enzo in the air, and 
Jericho barely caught him in a code breaker for the win. I guess maybe it was slightly uh, second or not, like a slight half second late Jericho landing the code breaker, but did catch him pretty brutally on the uh, right chin. In, right in the face. Not right to, in the mug. Not to flip the script, but I feel like I got to ask you guys a question. Okay. I'm hearing like when I read online and like the dirt sheets and stuff like that, there's a lot of negative feedback on Enzo. Uh, just they don't feel like he can perform that well. They feel like he's not up to par. They feel like big cast is made for bigger and better things. Do you guys feel that like Enzo's not pulling his weight and he's strictly just a mic man and sooner or later he'll shift into that managerial soul role? I think Enzo needs a lot of work. Like uh, I mean, he can he can sell very well, but when it comes to uh, offense, he's not – the greatest. Yeah. He threw a drop kick tonight that was pretty brutal. You're also, I mean, you're also talking about a guy like what? what what's his experience level currently? I mean, he was, he's been trained strictly by WWE and is yeah. maybe five years in. May you know maybe. I think that's pushing it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe three years, maybe five years. I mean, I'm sure we could look this up on the internet. We we don't do a lot of research on this show. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you guys are aware of that, but yeah, we just kind of make up our own. Make up her own. But I just I think he's I mean he he is obviously fantastic on the mic like right uh, maybe maybe unmatched at this point in WWE um, but I, yeah I think his ring work does leave something to be desired right now and um, but I think some of it is I, I don't know that this, he's he's peaked or anything though fair enough I was uh, yeah I, I gotta ask questions you know what do you think sometimes me yeah I, I love, Scotty Slade I love the guy yeah. I, because <laughs> he's a uh, he's a, a slight fella, little bit. you know, a short guy. You know, I got love for him. Yeah. I don't know. I, I I enjoy the tag team itself, and so when I just I see a lot of negative feedback towards um, a guy whose ring work may not be what could be considered up to par. It's just a lot of times they just want to push it aside and push the big man. So I just you guys get to see a lot more sometimes. I just figure I get your point of view. I think it's a, as an act, it's a fantastic yeah. act. Yeah. The whole he he started in August 2012. So he's four okay. four years into his career, which, I mean, to be on that sort of stage, four years into your career is, you know, pretty incredible. You know, pretty incredible. And yeah, as long as um, they don't split him up, I'll be happy. Yeah. Well, I mean, at some point it's happened. Come on, we let's 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 <laughs> I mean let's talk real for a second. Big Cass is going to be the WWE either Universal or World Champion, and at some point in time, and Enzo probably not. I mean. He'll he'll be there on the outside managing him, like you said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or Big Cass will be a heel and will have decimated, uh, um, you know. Enzo, Enzo and Enzo will find a new guy to push. To, who my who my daughter who my daughter by the way uh, calls them Big Cass and Little Cass. So. All right, well. I like it. <laughs> Closely, you, you were a little sh- sure thing, right? That's, that's it. <laughs> oh, sorry. That. He's going to leave. Come on. <laughs> All right, so after after the uh, opener there, they had the the GMs, Brian. You love the, the oh authority figures. God. They're backstage. It's not about the authority. They're yeah. backstage. Uh, John Stewart got involved and started talking. For Christ's uh, sake. He started talking to Mick Foley and um, Daniel Bryan about Stephanie and then how terrible Stephanie was, and Stephanie appeared behind Jon Stewart, and it was all chicanery going on. Then the New Day come in. There was enough people in this segment, and the New, Ga- New Day came on, and they started saying, hey, John, come with us. Let's go chit-chat, and that segment ended. I had to get that in it. I loved The Daily Show. Can I just say that right now? And I think Jon Stewart's amazing. Just, I don't want him in wrestling. I'm just glad he didn't spew his... 
political garbage, I guess. I guess we can be thankful for that. But another segment where you get Stephanie McMahon being intimidating to somebody. and But hey, it's not about the authority figures, Mike. It's not about the authority figures. That's what I hear. And we don't see them again the entire evening. No, right? no. You didn't see them at all or five more times. Okay, match two. Match two. Charlotte versus Sasha Banks for the Women's Championship. The champion, of course, Sasha going in. Sean Matt Bennett's your referee for this one. Raw referee. Um, so early on in this match, Charlotte attempted... Uh, Scotty, you help me with this because I had no idea what yeah, I was watching. When Yeah, it looked like she was going for a sidewalk from the, you know, the second. And it just didn't look like Sasha's, uh, whatever you want to call it, the upper shoulder area, whatever. It looked like completely missed the rope and that just flung her in a different direction. Yeah, it looked uh, like he was, yeah, she was trying to slam her onto like the, the, the corner. On yeah, the, like the almost buckle. like yeah, to like form like a triangle type thing where you know her whole body hits both sides of the ropes, and when it missed, she came she down. Her yeah, she completely flipped over. We all held our breath. Yeah, and it didn't did not look very good. Um, at one point, there was an attempted uh, Niagara driver, oh. as, as uh, Corey <laughs> Graves called it, slash Razor's Edge, and. Uh, Sasha reversed it to a uh, Hurricane Rana and uh, took her off, took her over with it. Yeah, this definitely uh, had a match of the most gasps of the night. <laughs> <laughs> every every Hurricane Rana, just so scary. Yeah, uh, 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 for Sasha a lot too. It seems like every time she does that, she ends up uh, scraping her head on the canvas. She's even the the double knees to the outside. Ooh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the next thing on my notes Zing. here. Ooh. Double knees to the, the the ode to Mikazi there. The double knees from the middle rope to the floor on a, on Charlotte. And there was a natural selection that got reversed into a bank statement. And then a natural selection was hit and kicked out of. And Charlotte's like, I'm better than you. I'm better than you. I'm better than her. And then a bank statement was uh, applied once again on Charlotte. But Charlotte pushed back. And uh, Sasha's shoulders were down. And there was a three count. So, so Charlotte wins the women's championship. Very surprisingly, I mean, yeah, I think it, it, it was very awkward. Um, also, not to mention there was a really weird uh, reversal to the backstabber, where Charlotte didn't go and then ended up falling down. Right. If you remember, I thought yes. that was just very out of place and weird. There are a couple of moments here that were a little wonky. <laughs> it's kind of the, the, this match, I guess, kind of a microcosm of. Uh, the entire evening of, of SummerSlam 2016. But, um, I mean, it's definitely whether whether all, all the speculation on on Twitter now with Sasha Banks losing so suddenly after winning the women's title, what, some three weeks ago or so? Four weeks ago? Two or three weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. something like yeah, that. Um, the, first, I mean, the first new Raw. And then just the... suddenly suddenly losing it. It's kind of speculation running rampant on Mike's dirt sheets. He loves the dirt sheets. Yes. It's all uh, about the dirt sheets. Some saying a possible wellness violation. Some saying maybe she's injured and uh, and needs time off. But either way, she's now not advertised for till uh, the next time she's advertised to be on a house show or any any live event is September twenty third. That's what you read in your dirt sheets. Do you believe your dirt sheets? Yeah. Well, I mean, hey, it's all over the place, Mike. You've uh, convinced me the dirt sheets are are the way. <laughs> <laughs> That's, thank you very much for that. Uh, yeah, you, we don't know. Some people are just saying that she's hurt, and I'm sure tonight's match probably didn't help, if landing on her head a couple times. But um, Sasha Banks seems to be perhaps uh, taking a step back, and Charlotte is your new 
women's champion. And just so suddenly like that, it definitely feels like there's something going on here uh, because she's been the forefront of everything. Uh, as we mentioned before, if you watch the Raw opening, she's the last face you see before Raw comes on the air. Um, she's all over advertising and really seemed to be pushed as the forefront of not just as a as the women's champion, but as one of their featured superstars. So definitely feels like something is well, up. Of course, something's up. Something's I mean, who knows? This. It could be what, one of four things. It, she just got married, so maybe she needs time off. Maybe she's completely beat up and bruised, so she needs time to recover. Maybe she decided to do something she shouldn't have, and she's got a wellness policy. Or maybe we're just overlooking booking, and they want to just flip-flop this 100 times and just try to keep these two in the limelight. I mean, unfortunately, this is one of those scenarios I don't know if we're going to get an answer to. Yeah, and Ty will tell, oh, I guess. Well, we could if there's a press release tomorrow morning. <laughs> <I'm sure. laughs> I say Ty will tell. We'll, we'll, yeah, uh, I can't see it being a – if it's a wellness policy, I'll be blown away. I really assume it's more of she's just either – I don't want to say she's broken down because I think I'll give it a benefit of the doubt. I just assume that this could straight up be a booking thing. Right. We'll, we'll have to see. Tune into Raw tomorrow night or tonight. <laughs> You're yes. listening to this on Monday. Tune into Raw. Uh, there is a club reunion with AJ backstage, and uh, out of nowhere, Finn Balor appeared, and they went to too sweet him, but he did not offer the too sweet. Too sweet is a verb now, apparently. Yes. To, to, to too sweet. Is that an Oxford's dictionary now? <laughs> Probably soon. <laughs> but th- there was no too sweet, uh, and that ended that segment. The Playboy was excited about that. Awkward. AG was very it was a nice uh, nod, upset. I think, though. Nice little, you know. I think that's as much as you're going to get, I think, for Finn Valor with the Bullet Club. Ugh. For the time being, I suppose. Yeah, I hope at some point it comes around full circle. Yeah, but I think Finn as a baby face right now is kind of where he needs to be. Yeah. So down the line, we'll see what happens there. Okay, the Intercontinental Championship was next. The Miz, the champion with Maurice. Brian, you okay? Good. Oh, gravy. You still coming down from that? <laughs> <laughs> Right. Brother. Did you see that belt? Speaking of coitus. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a shame the Tarzan had had a Alundra Blaze and Bertha Fay and we didn't have him here to, to talk about Maurice and Lana. It's and, probably for the best. Yeah. yeah Lana. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Miz uh, took on Apollo Crews. Uh, so this the SmackDown crew was also there. They had both announced crews, the Raw crew and the SmackDown crew. And the SmackDown crew with Mauro Ronaldo, JBL, and Otunga were there. Uh, Otunga. Thanks for coming, Otunga. Otunga is a special <laughs> brand of commentator. Uh, he's just getting his feet under him. Uh, I guess, well, he hasn't quite got his feet under Doesn't him yet. Doesn't feel like a guy who should be on uh, broadcast to millions of people uh, all over the world right now. Just He's a smart fella. He sure is. Yeah, he's he's got a he's got a. I call him more. I call him more of a fart smeller. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness gracious! <laughs> right. Well, so this one, this match kind of yada yada yada. He missed a stinger splash. Apollo Cruz did and hit the post and Miz hit the skull crushing finale for the win to retain to retain the Intercontinental Championship. And then Miz and uh, Maurice made out. That was pretty hot, huh? Did you enjoy cool. that? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> My parents let me watch wrestling at home, so it's pretty cool that I got to do it here. There you go. <laughs> this is probably why. <laughs> All right, next up we had AJ Styles versus John Cena. This is probably match of the night, guys. What do you think? I think so, yeah, definitely. Anthony? If uh, I were to choose all good or no good, this match would be... Yes? 
All good. Oh, my goodness gracious. And Scotty. Yes. Yeah, definitely. This is your match of the night as well? Mm-hmm. I think the atmosphere pre-match was insane. This is why everybody argues the whole the whole scene argument, and he gets booed, and oh, my God, he's been on top. This is why Cena's on top. This is why he's going to remain on top. Nobody else gets that type of, of you know, electricity in their, in their matches. Maybe Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar, the only other one, I think, who has that sort of like buzz surrounding his matches. Crowd was electric. If you didn't feel something, you're, you don't like wrestling, watching the beginning of that, especially the beginning of that match, just the atmosphere of the crowd. Incredible. Right. Almost right off the bat, too. Uh AJ Styles did a suplex on the apron. Do you remember that spot? He was there on the apron. He just suplexed him. Yeah, he realigned his spine, according to the announcers. And did you know that that was, that, that was the hardest part of the ring? <laughs> <laughs> they only said it fifty thousand times. We've also we've also established that uh, WWE superstars have no have no muscle or tissue or blood. It's just skin and bone. That's yes, it. He hit, he, they hit guys in the skull. They hit guys in the spine. There's just nothing, there's just nothing getting in the way there. Nope. Nothing. <laughs> so there is... I, I wrote down 50,000 things here. Um, so they, they each kicked out of each other's finishers. Um, I did see... I did see... Uh, stop you there real quick. I did see... Uh, as I was looking on Twitter uh, during this match and as we were live tweeting, right. uh, people actually complaining... That John Cena kicked out of a Styles Clash. Oh, my goodness. Well, I mean, we established, I think, maybe his first pay-per-view match, someone kicked out of a Styles Clash. Yeah, well, I mean, did. Yeah. Professional wrestling in 2016, everybody kicks out of everybody's finishers. I mean, that's, that's what wrestling is anymore. It's not like these creative um, yeah, sort of false so... finishes. It's just f- finisher, 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 finisher. I mean, that's just... That's what wrestling is in 2016. Yeah, but it's those same guys that uh, when AJ Styles kicked out of the attitude adjustment off the top, they're probably writing, genius, loved it. <laughs> <laughs> this is why AJ Styles is the best. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of the way things go going these days. And Scotty uh, came out of his seat when John Cena hit the, is it the code red or the infrared? Oh, where, my God. He did the, it's uh, it's kind of like a sunset flip, but it's, it turns into a powerbomb, basically. Yeah. And you were... I, <laughs> on fire about this. I loved it. He tried to. Uh, AJ told me he tried to do it with uh, Kevin Owens, but I don't think it came off that seamless. No, it didn't. That I remember yet? Like, just like I get it. Like you know, the five moves of doom, whatever, whatever they talk about Cena online. But uh, anytime Cena pulls out something different, it's always awesome to see. And that out of out of nowhere, I, it was good stuff. No, out of nowhere was later. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll get there. Here's the thing, though. John Cena is really fucking good. Yeah, I didn't say he <laughs> no, wasn't. No, I'm not saying it for your benefit. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, all the people who shit all over John Cena. John Cena, I'll say it again, really fucking good. <laughs> like, Right. So, uh, as you mentioned, uh, at first, actually, the phenomenal forearm uh, John Cena kicked out of. And then they did the AA off the top rope. And Styles kicked out of that. So... It took a Styles Clash and the Phenomenal Forearm for AJ Styles to get the three count to win the match. Because they're burying the guy. Jesus. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Which I'm glad he finished him off that way. You know, hold on. You know what's going to be the best? Tomorrow night on Raw when it's or, or Tuesday night on SmackDown when it's when it's uh, Styles and Cena and Cena gets his win back? That's going to be the best thing in the world. 50-50, brother. <laughs> That's the way you do it. And what do you guys think the significance was? Let me ask you, AG. What was the significance of him taking off the armband that says never give up and leaving that in the ring uh maybe he's giving it up he's giving what up 
Boy, I hope. <laughs> I, hope I hope. I hope these wrestling, all these promotions you're going to now, you're more candid than this uh, when they give you a microphone. You think anyone gives me a microphone? Oh no. my goodness. No. Um. Honestly, I don't. Know. Is it the? Uh, is it time for John Cena to become a bad guy? Is this? Oh, is this him turning on the people? Boy. Is this him taking off the red and yellow and putting on the black and white? Oh, my oh, goodness. I see. A little symbolism. Huh? Yeah. Uh, I don't know about that. I mean, it's, it's been speculated for years upon years, and everyone's been saying never, ever, ever because of his merchandise sales, but who knows? It's always a possibility. Maybe he's enjoying the Bullet Club. Oh, how about that? <laughs> the and Blizz then they can yeah, add to the collection it's, of it's uh, juice and eggs, whatever those things are floating in there. Pardon? <laughs> yeah, I'm lost. <laughs> the, uh, the, the Bullet Club. They were, uh, what were those oh, things yeah. they were carrying oh, around? Juice and eggs. Yeah, yeah the juice and eggs. Whatever. Mountain Dew <laughs> and the uh, rotten eggs. Yeah. <laughs> those those are they can use Mountain Dews and Baby Ruth's, right? <laughs> <laughs> those are supposed to be testicles. Scotty. I know what they were supposed okay. to be. Okay. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, we go to Jon Stewart in the ring. You're welcome. And oh, he puts on <laughs> these uh, seamless transitions here. It's like uh, the, I'm not the king of the Segway. Tony asks, if you call yourself the kingpin, I'm going to slap the shit oh, out of you. How dare you? <laughs> Only Dean Ambrose is allowed to do that. <laughs> so John Stewart's in the ring. He puts the big unicorn on his head and says, yes, folks, it's it's all about dignity. I'm glad he uh, has somewhat of a, uh, you know, a sense of humor about this stuff. He leads the crowd in the Big E opening since Big E isn't there, or so we thought, and talks about, you know, how's the, how's the opening go, A.G.? I actually don't know it. <laughs> Damn it. Damn you. Wow. He had it all written out in parentheses and everything. Pass off to AG. <laughs> finish his That's because Mike doesn't know it either. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my brother. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Testify. <laughs> yeah, something like that. You guys are just flat out being racist <laughs> <Yes>. right now. <laughs> <laughs> all right. It was the new day. Kobe Kingston and Xavier Woods versus Gallows and Anderson. Uh, at this point in the night, there was an, uh, some awkward, awkwardness in the room as Brian and the Playboy argued. And oh. <laughs> he loved peeling back the curtains <laughs> in the room. <laughs> and there's the fourth wall. <laughs> <laughs> so we were all just kind of like, yeah, staring at the television. No, oh, it's good. There's the guy there. I didn't hear a moment of the John Stewart promo. <laughs> <laughs> there's the guy there from the TV show with the gray hair. He's doing the thing. We're yeah, all that's like, it. it's like my parents arguing and yeah. just staring at the wall, waiting for it to end. It Again, just... I mean, I mean, I was probably just assuming he was uh, spreading his liberal agenda, anyway. So. Oh Jesus! <laughs> so I'll, also, this match. I mean, just to be clear, like Jimmy can take Brian, right? Is that, is that, <laughs> oh yeah. boy! That's, I don't know. I'm about to find out. Well, I mean, just just to be clear, I mean, Mark Sherman carried Scotty Slade for years. Oh yeah, that's true. But anyway, <laughs> back to Jimmy and Brian. <laughs> oh my good gravy! Um, so at the beginning of this match, the the New Day stomped Gallows in the corner for a good two or three minutes. Oh, how uncomfortable was that? They're just stopping him. He literally was just sitting there. Just sitting there going... Rrr, <laughs> rrr, 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 just sitting there convulsing. Getting for, nauseous, probably. <laughs> <laughs> just faking like an orgasm for like uh, three minutes straight. Uh, 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 uh. Now we're getting really eclipsed. <laughs> now we're really peeking past the fourth wall. <laughs> it's getting late, folks. It's getting. It's late. getting late awfully early. <laughs> what do you think of the uh, the no look uh, leap from Kofi? Did uh, bring you, bring you back to the days of uh, Julian Starr and uh, oh. Brian Fury? <laughs> 
Yeah, but at least this way, uh, Kofi's not injured and having Lego pieces installed into his neck. So, oh my, god. <laughs> oh my good, yeah, Kofi did the uh, no look leap, split leg leap, and grabbed his uh, his, his his junk. Yeah, his junk on the way over. It was very uh, <laughs> very obscene. Did you guys post that on your Twitter? I didn't. Uh, no, I, yeah, I did post it. There's a GIF, a GIF. Is a it GIF, GIF or GIF? I call them GIFs. I call them GIFs. It's right, a GIF. Okay, right. it's GIF, GIF. GIF is the correct way. It's of not GIF. All right. So uh, yeah, it is on my Twitter, on the Twitter at the, at the WPAN, I believe. The Twitter, on the Twitter machine, yes. And also at this point, uh, I had to use the restroom, so I missed the <laughs> end of this match. <laughs> Anyone want to uh, fill me in? Yeah, so it was probably for the best that you decided to uh, get up to go to the bathroom. So at one point, it uh, what's the finish called? I'm already starting to forget here. By the, uh, the, the magic club. killer, the magic, the magic killer? killer. So as soon as they hit the magic killer. John Stewart decided to uh, interject himself into the match. And Brian w- had an angry tweet about this saying, if John Stewart cost the New Day the Tag Team Championships, you were going to go on a rampage. Uh, be- well, j- just because it would have been right up there with the Goldberg streak ending with the cow prod or whatever the hell it was. If, if, if a 364-day <laughs> if, if championship reign, which is unheard of in modern you know, wrestling, professional yeah. wrestling, ends because... Some stupid, you know, comedian gets involved in a match and, and you know interjects himself. You mean a very bright comedian with great? Uh, I, I'm leads. not a John Stewart fan, so okay, it's, so lo- it's so, lost on me. Yeah, so he he interjected himself. He kind of like held up the the too sweet. Oh, it, it kind of dragged out for a second. Then he took the time to tuck his shirt into his pants because if you're gonna get your butt kicked. Make sure your shirt's tucked in so that your old man gut doesn't come out. Right, he referenced that earlier in the yes. promo, yes. Um, and then they decided they were going to drag him and crotch him into the corner post. And moments before, oh. Biggie's music hit on Big new, e. new Day. And then, yeah, Biggie came out and cleaned house, took the club out, and then they, uh, they called the match. It was a disqualification. It was a disqualification. So the club wins by DQ. Yes, but... Uh-huh. Still, yes. new tag team champions. The New Day. Your W. Oh. W. <laughs> okay. E. <laughs> and then they tried to dance in the ring, and John Stewart tried to dance again. Again, I don't understand why John Stewart's in WWE right now. Because his kid likes it. Because it's funny. <laughs> he's the white guy who can't really dance, and he's trying to dance with those guys. Come on. It's just so funny. Uh, it's so funny. Stinks. All right, let's move on. <laughs> let's move on. The WWE World Heavyweight Championship as Dolph Ziggler challenges Dean Ambrose for the title. Uh, so this match, before the match even started, it started actually with uh, Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan in the ring. And Brian Malonis loses his mind. It's not about the authority figures, Mike. It's you, not about the authority figures. You were visibly and audibly angry. I think there was absolutely, positively no good reason for Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan to be out there, let alone in the ring, let alone separating these two guys who want to go at each other. That's the referee's job. Why are they out there? Why are they out there other than to take attention off the two guys who are going to go in there and work their asses off? Maybe they off. want some more hands-on approach to their product. Just, That's you know. I, I would. I, I am sick <laughs> of authority figures in professional wrestling. It's literally the laziest, stupidest booking thing in professional wrestling. Now it's you're never going to recapture Austin versus McMahon ever. It's been done. It was magical. It was awesome. It's never going to be done again. For Christ's sake, put the authority figure storyline to bed for a little bit, please. 
It's not going to happen, but... Yes, that's... Yeah, I was going to say it's, that. It's the laziest booking crutch on Earth for WWE and for every indie promotion that has one as well. Or at least make the authority figure anonymous. Ooh, have like a laptop out there? Jesus. Like that. Yeah, or or how, about, how about just the way it kind of used to be? Like, So something big happens occasionally and all of a sudden, oh, that's right. Here comes Gorilla Monsoon, who's now the president of WWE, or Jack Tunney has to come on TV and make an announcement. Not... The complete focal point of everything that happens all night, every night. We saw the authority figures nonstop on this pay-per-view. So what do you think of this match? It seems as though the crowd, uh, since the Cena-AJ match, was kind of worn out, a little tired, a little disinterested. I'm not sure what to say about this. Your guess is as good as mine. I actually really like the video that they um, showed to try to hype this match up. Um all that pops in my head is Brian Fury because he hates Dolph Ziggler. Uh, so it's going to be hard for me to, to, to push this. But uh, I, I, don't, I, I don't know why the fans seem so disinterested. I was really looking forward to this match. Um, I wanted to see if they would switch the title to put it in Ziggler's hands. Uh, the, the match wasn't bad. There wasn't anything like that stood out. It's just for whatever reason, this match just did not catch my attention. And, yeah, well, I think we talked about it, Brian, that Dolph Ziggler kind of – is past the point of being, I hate to say relevant, but it just seems like they've. It was so, done so it was much. sort of nowhere, like that. All of a sudden, he was the challenger going into your second biggest pay per view of the year, your first, you know, title defense of the now single branded WWE World Championship. It was just such a, a strange, strange booking decision to me um, to have. Dolph Ziggler and and Dean Ambrose. However, I will say this: like the last SmackDown, the segment between Ambrose and Ziggler, I thought was excellent. That both guys killed it on the mic. Uh, the super kick, kind of out of nowhere, you know, to end that segment, that was great. It got me excited for this match. the The match was whatever, you know. Yeah, I mean, Ambrose kicked out of the zigzag, and then Ambrose hit the dirty D for the pin. I mean, I I don't have a lot written down for this match. Just kind of. How it was, we just kind of watched and got through it. And to piggyback on on this whole Ziggler gimmick, what weirds me out even more is, so you got this guy that you're trying to push for the title, and then no more than two segments later, we're watching Dolph Ziggler as Colonel Sanders fighting the Miz as a chicken. (laughs) (laughs) Spoilers, Scotty Slade. Spoilers. We're going to get into all that. We're going to break that one down. We're going to give that one a star rating. Fair enough. (laughs) Oh. This pay-per-view was a freaking mess. <laughs> it was just it was uh, taxing. Let's let's say that. If especially if you started watching at 5 p.m. like some of these fans did and the show ends like, you know, 5 after 11. It's uh it's quite a long day. Quite a long day. All right, from from there after uh Ambrose retained the championship, it was a six-woman wrestling match with Naomi, Carmella, and Becky Lynch. Versus Natalia, Alexa Bliss, and Eva Marie, or so we thought. I mean, we we haven't talked about this yet, Brian, but Eva Marie, along with Paige and Alberto Del Rio, all in the past week have been announced as suspended due to the due to wellness policy violation. Suspended. Yes. <laughs> so um, it's a little strange that all all this is happening that these they've been so infrequent these violations and they seem to be 
more and more of them these days. <laughs> well, it's a, a Scotty reference turn the baby movie. There was one hell of a party that uh, <laughs> some of these superstars <laughs> attended. Oh, it was AG that said it? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. So <laughs> I want the credit, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Eve Marie wasn't there, and they kind of had a funny way of explaining it. They said she was suffering from exhaustion, and she's now vacationing in the British Isles. So she wouldn't be there. So out to replace her was the returning Nikki Bella. And the finish of this match was a TKO by Nikki Bella on Carmella. That is apparently her new finish that that she's been pushing on social media. Uh, Spoiler, that is one of two TKOs TKOs that ended (laughs) the show. TKOs. (laughs) TKOs. Not to be confused with bootios. Oh, (laughs) hey now. Hey, they're just making sure you ain't booty. Or Tiki. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the Universal Championship was next. And Brian, let's get your thoughts about what you think <laughs> of this new Universal Championship. Oh, I, I, it's stupid, I think. It, I think the name is stupid. I think the belt is stupid. Um, I, I think it's funny when... Uh, and I don't even know if we talked about it, but when, when they first announced there's going to be two championships and people were just sharing like crazy the... Uh, the lousy Photoshop. I saw anything. Photoshop might be too much credit. Like Microsoft Paint, um, <laughs> like <laughs> pictures the of, icon. Oh yeah, bloop, bloop. Uh, of the time. Yeah, of the t- it literally, yeah. It literally looked like somebody just took like Microsoft Paint, had the WWE title, and then just dropped like the the red and the blue on the on all the leather pieces of the titles. And lo and behold, I think that's what. Those were the actual designs, apparently, because yeah. it's the same exact title with a red strap and says no, Universal Champion. not the Champion. same exact one. This one looks like it was made out of fruit roll-ups. <laughs> <laughs> it's tasty, too. Uh, I didn't see any problem with this, the Universal Championship. Uh, this is, like like you said, this is shared that people assume this is what it's probably going to look like. They've got this this design in mind, which is it's a big, huge WWE logo, and once you go... Big dude, huge WWE logo. I don't think you can go back from that and do a smaller logo with some other design. So, well, but it's supposed to be like a new championship, though. I mean, like the Intercontinental Championship isn't a huge logo. The United States Championship isn't a huge logo. The WWE World Championship is like I, I don't know. I thought it would be a, a new title, and I, I, like I said, we're, we're Big Brother fans. You've become the person on Big Brother who every twist, I knew it. I knew it. Well, everyone knew it. <laughs> you, you talked about it yourself. Everyone had that. That idea in mind that the title was just going to be the same with different colors. Well, that's they, what it is. It was like all tongue in cheek that that's what they would be doing, and then they actually did it. <laughs> I, I, I took it quite seriously, Brian. Apparently so. You <laughs> knew it. <laughs> and uh, let me just say, Mick Foley and Stephanie McMahon are out to present the championship. At, at least there was a reason, I guess, in this case, for them to present the new championship belt. But again, taking the focus off of the actual in ring competitors. All right, so this match, this, they announced that it was only pinfall or submission, which I was like, wait, what, what, where'd that come from? And it, like, you know, if you're going to name a champion, you can't have a DQ or a count out in the match, so that makes complete sense. And thank you for bringing that to my attention, fellas. You've been out of the game too long. I have, I have been, I have been. I'm very rusty, quite rusty. So Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor, a.k.a. the Demon King. And uh, so wait, they did the full... What, what's his name? The Demon King. I haven't heard it. Sorry. Oh yeah, that's. You should check out our, uh, our yeah, nice video on the WPAN YouTube account. Yes, yeah, oh, this is eight hundred some views. Yeah. It was actually done by All Day Ray. 
Oh! Yes. 60, 61 seconds of a demon, the Demon King. Yes. <laughs> Many people saying Demon King. Check it out on our YouTube page. Can I just say I really enjoyed Fergal and uh, Tyler Black's work in this one. <laughs> oh, really? You were waiting the sure entire did. time to drop that line. What did you think of the entrance, AG? You're, you're a fan of the entrance? Uh, I was a big fan. Honestly, I was expecting even more. I was expecting a bunch of... Demon kings crawling around and then have the the big demon king come out at the very end. But I thought it was a neat entrance, better than what he was doing at like NXT. I heard anybody could do that entrance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, HBK, Stone Cold, they just walked out and that's fine. So okay, so this match started like right off the bat. Finn Balor drop kicked um, Seth Rollins in the chest and went for the coup de gras right away. We we recommend we uh, remarked like. Wouldn't that be great to just have that happen right then and just pin him and win? It would have been tremendous if, if there was anything of substance after this match. <laughs> so uh, there's a barricade bomb on the outside. He does the buckle bomb, but in this case, Seth Rollins did the barricade bomb on the outside to kind of start the heat for the Demon King. And uh, so Seth Rollins went to work. And there are numerous chants during this match about the belt. And a lot of... Brian Malonis is out in the crowd in Brooklyn just uh, poo-pooing this championship. Well, that's just the crowd trying to get themselves over, I guess. Like, I don't know. You got two of, of the best in-ring performers in the, in the world today, you know, busting their ass. I don't know. Maybe don't maybe piss and moan about the belt on Twitter, but give these guys their moment, you know? Yeah. I mean, there's, like, every time the belt came on screen, like when they were outside battling around where the championship was, Every time the belt was on screen, the fans were booing. It was, it's like, it was kind of humorous, but maybe a little much. Um, so there's a big frog splash by Seth Rollins at one point and a kick out. Um, they that, was, that was freaking impressive. For like three quarters of the way across the, the, the distance, ring, yeah. like, you know, no joke. Uh, a numerous uh, attempts at the coup de gras. Um, one time he missed the coup de gras and went into. Seth Rollins grabbed him in the triangle, and uh, they tried for a rope break. But, of course, as we mentioned earlier, there's no DQs, so there's no rope breaks. So at that point, Finn Balor kind of tumbled to the floor to escape the triangle, which was, I think, a nice touch. Yeah. What? Yeah. What's the matter there, Scotty Slade? I didn't like it. You didn't I, like, like it? I liked it. It's like a nod, like, yeah, there has to be a winner. But the, if you like, the crowd just felt weird when he let it go. Like, it just, I don't know if it just confused them for a second. Right. Like, you know, us as at-home fans were able to hear, like, the added commentary. You know, being there live, sometimes you forget if, you know, you're not paying attention at the very beginning of the match. I don't know. Small things like that bug me, so. Yeah. Um, so after that, there was a buckle bomb and a nice savat kick. We love a good savat uh-huh. kick. And a kick out. Um, so then... At one point, Finn Balor hits kind of a coup de gras to the back of his head when um, when Seth Rollins is kind of uh, bent over, and there's a kick out there, and then he hits. He went for the coup de gras again, and missed, and Seth Rollins got him in the pedigree, one two kick out. Can I just say for people that are listening and can't see anything, uh, Michael Crockett's actually uh, 
physically doing these spots while reading <laughs> I this. Was bent, I did bend over. <laughs> I know. I, I felt uncomfortable when he got on top of my Poland Springs can <laughs> over there and did the coup de gras. <laughs> I get into it. What do you? What can I say? What can I say? Uh, so there was a a drop kick into the corner by Balor, and but he was caught going to the top rope, and Rollins hit a superplex off the top, rolled through into a pedigree. But the pedigree was broken up, and Finn Balor stomped him and hit two drop kicks into the corners. Coup de gras, finish, one, two, three. The demon wins. The first Universal Champion is Finn Balor. And as Michael Cole said, he's the first person to win a world title, Which, but it's a Universal title, so I'm not quite sure how he, how he came to this conclusion. But he's the first to win a world title in his pay-per-view debut. Thoughts, Anthony oh. Green. Um, that's really cool. Not to mention, he's only one of two people to win the NXT title and a World World Heavyweight Universal title. The other one being the man he wrestled, uh, Tyler Black. Seth Rollins. <laughs> I'm, kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Seth Rollins. Uh, yes. So that's actually really cool to think about that he's the first person to uh, do that. And we talked about this before the the demon. If the demon. Um, could lose in his first appearance on, on an event, and I, I, I was kind of the opinion that you couldn't, you can't beat the demon, especially right out of the gate. True, and 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 then, then we talked about the flip side, like you know where do you go from here? But maybe the one thing we're failing to take in consideration is Finn Balor's actual age, which I believe is 30, 35 years I old. Think so yes. So WWE actually probably pretty smart here, not wasting any time. If you're investing the type of money they probably have in him, if you have the type of character that could probably move just oodles of t-shirts and hats and armbands, yes, masks, yeah, we talked about this during yeah. body suits, Halloween's coming. Like, I'm sure there'll be demon costumes. Like, don't waste any time anymore. The guy's already 35 years old. Shoot him to the moon and 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 let him and and you make a ton of money off of it, which they're going to. All right, so from there we go to Scotty's favorite segment, the KFC yeah. segment. It was for uh, the first they talk about Pupper's Cluckers Chicken. Oh, is that what it was? I wrote this down. Pupper's uh, Cluckers Chicken. The Miz was the mascot. It looked and it looked a lot like the uh, McDonald's um, McChickens. Oh, really? I was thinking like yeah. the San Diego chicken or oh, something that like works. that. No, I meant the actual sandwich. That he was tossing in oh, their faces. Oh, 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 I didn't pay a attention. Little shot at the competitors, man. I see. The, I see there. Uh, so the Miz, and then there was a uh, Colonel Ziggler, <laughs> Colonel Sanders, Sandy. but it was Dolph Ziggler, and they had a little match that went from some young family's kitchen into the ring, and there was a finish. One, two, three, and Colonel Sanders Ziggler said that it was finger little good. Match of the night or <laughs> second, second, uh, second. S- sadly, it wasn't the worst match of the night. <laughs> oh boy! Well, wait, what would you give that designation to? Uh, I don't know. Maybe the next one we're going to talk about. <laughs> and, yeah? I, and I okay. love comedy spots, and that was just it was garbage. It was ugh, hot garbage. It was <laughs> like I saw photos of that, like of Ziggler dressed up like that, and I was like, oh, they did it off air. Ha ha ha! Yeah. I didn't know that it was. Film for SummerSlam. I saw yeah. like a fan, like a fan video, like a yeah. fan came up. It's like a four-minute match. You could probably look it up on YouTube. You know that's illegal, right? 
to watch that stuff? Ooh. They're coming after you. Yeah, you're not looking for a job. Me. <laughs> you know, it's funny. It's funny you mentioned that. I've been just scouring Twitter to see what the hubbub is after this event, and WWE has had like multiple uh, Twitter accounts shut down tonight for creating, sharing, and promoting WWE gifts. So. Oh, really? Boy. <laughs> yeah. So Better take uh, that Kofi one down. Watch out, AJ. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Let's get that deleted. Deleted. Let me go to my social media manager and get that taken. Yeah, don't get off. the WPA and Twitter uh, <laughs> blocked. <laughs> okay, let's go on to the U.S. title match then. Rusev, the champion, with Lana. Anything to say about Lana, Brian? Uh, honestly, I look like she's wearing a diaper tonight. Oh my <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about that outfit tonight. Well, but she's—I mean, she's gorgeous. Come on. She was there with Rusev, and Roman Reigns was challenging for the U.S. Championship. And Malonis, how do you feel about a man who was a former World Heavyweight Champion now? Lowering himself <laughs> to go for the U.S. title. Yes, I know. I, I hate when guy, a guy who has been to the top of the mountain all of a sudden is okay with going halfway up. And I know you're like, oh, it's a different mountain. But clearly we've established that the WWE World Heavyweight Championship is a higher prize than the U.S. Championship. And here is a guy who closed the biggest show of the year winning the World Heavyweight Championship. And now at the second biggest pay-per-view of the year, he's just like, well, you know, hey. I'm just going to go for the U.S. title. There's a personal issue there with him and Rusev and Rusev's wedding. Well, Range created it, though. He wasn't invited. I know. That's... Yeah. Now there's a new mountain anyway. He's going to go for the Universal title. Didn't Cena a while back go for the U.S. title, too? After Yeah, he was the former U.S. So, so what you're saying, Scotty, is you probably have some heat with Mike Crockett because you didn't get invited to his wedding. Oh. <laughs> no, that was... That was um, and that was like a close. There was a small amount of people. If it was more than just you invited, then yeah, then I would have to spear him in front of eight referees and uh, <laughs> make sure he couldn't continue. That has just, that's just what Roman Reigns did. Oh, yes. Throw his lovely bride in some cake, maybe. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that's a great segue, Scotty Slade. Yes, there was a brawl. This match never officially got started. Uh, there's a brawl all over the floor. Chairs got involved. All the referees, there's eight or 12 thousand referees came out to break them up uh roman was escorted out they said the rusev can't continue this match will not take place and as you said scotty roman came out a few minutes later and speared rusev on the floor devastating him and he was dragged off so this match did not occur rusev versus roman reigns and this made me happy just because it looked like this mat this show might end like before eleven o'clock, it didn't quite. But <laughs> at least it didn't go to like eleven thirty, eleven forty. Like, what was the last one? Uh, yeah, battleground. Was, yeah, it was like eleven twenty-five <laughs> or something like that. Um, so yeah, so we went right from the to the main event. From there, it was Brock Lesnar with Paul Heyman against Randy Orton. Uh, they let Mauro Ronaldo call this main event instead of Michael Cole, instead of uh, Michael Cole, which was interesting, and uh, he did very well, of course. And this match from the start looked very, I guess uh, Jim Ross would call it bowling shoe ugly. It, it seemed like maybe they were on the same page. They were, there was a certain lack of cooperation it seemed like. I don't know if this was manufactured or if it was the reality. It was manufactured. It was a pretty damn good job, yes. I'll tell you that much. It just didn't, there, as we said earlier, there was no help from um, from Randy Orton on the suplexes. Brock was muscling him over, the, those Germans. Except that last one. He 
Yeah, <laughs> he, he, had, he, had enough. Enough. <laughs> he had enough in that. Uh, you talked about the Beal through the table, AG, mm-hmm. and Orton then RKO'd Brock on one of the other tables. It didn't break, but... Uh, and then uh, a draping DDT from Orton to Vicious. Brock. Very good. On his way back in, yes. Um, the first RKO was hit and it was kicked out of. Um, so at this point, the... Scotty Slade, I want you to talk about how this actually went down. AG said that like a, he thinks an elbow caught him in the side of the head. You think, you think there was a, a blade involved. Is that yeah, true? Yeah, I mean, like... This text coming in now where it's like literally like 50-50 like between friends right now. But the way that I I perceived it, the F5 happens, boom. There's just – there's time away. If I was putting this together as far as breaking the quote-unquote fourth wall, I would gig and then allow somebody that's as powerful as Brock to slam on that to guarantee that it's going to break wide open and go everywhere. Listen, I know Brock has won many of fights. He's probably one of the strongest guys in that locker room. You cannot guarantee that you're going to get split open right because Brock Lesnar's throwing elbows at your head. It's just like maybe it should, but what what happens if it doesn't? How do you guarantee it? You gig. And that's that's in my opinion what happened. He did did it, boom, bang, done. So you think the plan all along was this to end due to what blood loss or TKO? You you think the the blood was coming either way? If to me, yeah, because look, you got a guy that went back to UFC, won a fight, comes back to WWE. Where's he going to go from here? You, you can't just have him go in there and have a match, and even if you have him lose to Randy Orton, like you have to put him on some sort of pedestal. And I think like that's how they did it. Like he literally beat the crap out of Orton. To the point that not anyone at this half round table could <laughs> yes. say that they didn't feel uncomfortable seeing what happened. Now, Brian, do you think after Ambrose's podcast appearance where he talked about uh, that Brock was difficult to work with, do you think they were playing off of that? Do you think just this just proved that that's the case? Um, no, I don't. I think uh, I don't think this was the plan in the SummerSlam. If if I'd actually guess what, I, and, and maybe I'm just. Uh, Guy completely out of touch, getting stupid worked. mock. Yeah, exactly, getting completely worked by a situation here. I can't imagine Randy Orton agreeing to take a very dangerous table bump like he did the way he did it because that just looks sloppy and dangerous to me. Um, I'd like to think I have some level of experience at this point of, um, you know, seeing things and seeing how things are done safely. And I, I don't. I'm trying to remember the recent Brock Lesnar matches. And I don't remember him being so careless and brazen with a guy and, and putting him in harm's way, but the way like he threw Orton through the table first off was very dangerous. Um, he took his gloves off, which again, I, maybe I'm just buying into it and getting, and getting completely worked here. Um, but my, my honest guess is maybe he didn't like the way he got dumped on his head on that DDT on, on the way back in the ring. And um, I think I think I think he took liberties with him, and it ended up this way, and he ended up with kind of a mess finish. And then obviously they sent Shane McMahon out to take the F five. I, I I certainly don't think this was like some crazy like like Brock was legitimately just trying to bust him. I think what I think is Brock got pissed off, which all of us have been in situations like that where or seen situations like that where somebody does something to you in the ring and you give it back to him. Except for this guy happens to be maybe the most dangerous man on the planet and is capable of destroying the other person. Yeah, I don't know. I guess 
when I look at like Brock Roman, if you go back and watch that, like mm-hmm. they th- threw some shots at each other um, to the point that you were like, wow, like what is going on? And I guess like I saw that again tonight. I do agree with like some of the table spots on the outside. Just something seemed off. Even when he was giving him the German suplexes, it just didn't seem like Orton was working with him or whether – like I don't know. Um, unless that's the grand scheme of everything. I just felt as far as that particular spot, him bleeding was what they wanted. I said that, and that, and that I, I actually do disagree. I, I don't think they wanted SummerSlam to end like that. I can't imagine, especially with the the screwy finish of Rusev Reigns and the positioning of those things on the card, that that is the way they would want SummerSlam to end. Um, you Anthony know. Green, what do you think there? There was just way too much blood there. Like that was like a like a boxer's cut. Like that was like right above the eyebrow. Like weird, cut. right in the sweet spot. Yeah, but that's not where you'd. If you want the most blood, yeah, good. Anyway, <laughs> um, I think that that could have been the finish where he was just going to get on top of them. They were going to do like a UFC style, all right, it's over. But I don't think he was supposed to lose that much blood or bleed. In well, the amount of blood was it was, it was so dis- much. Blood. It was disturbing and uncomfortable. The, the amount of blood. I don't. Yeah, I don't think WWE in good conscience would want any of their competitors bleeding out, <laughs> bleeding out that much. I mean, it was like globs of blood falling on off of him it was it was gross and it was it was visual even for guys like us who who have been around this and have seen things in wrestling was very uncomfortable to see and and scary and like wondering what what the hell are we watching here okay so what do you think we're seeing tomorrow night with with brock i don't think he's there i don't think how, how will they address it do you think I maybe put over the brutality of it. I I don't know. What do you hey, guys think? Heyman will cut a big promo, putting over everything. And I don't think you see either of them. I really don't. Oh, I, 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 don't, I think yeah. we'll see Heyman. I, maybe I, I, with one of these things. I I just want to see like where they go from here. Like if I'm right, he's wrong. He's right, I'm wrong. Like they have to play audible at this point. You know, so they're gonna do something uh, tomorrow. I would assume. See, I think if something happened that wasn't supposed to happen, maybe they don't mention it at all. But if if I think we might find out tomorrow night, depending on what direction they go, what actually happened tonight, what we actually well, saw. Depending on who was there for extra talent and where they were at the time that Brock Lesnar came back through Gorilla, the, the stories might already be floating out there. Were they chanting Goldberg, <laughs> by the way? The crowd yeah. was chanting Goldberg. Okay. Yes, there were rumors because Goldberg was at a uh, 2K17 event in the area that was taking place that weekend that people thought that Goldberg would be coming to the event and start something with Lesnar because there have been some interplay between the two online. Interesting. But it wasn't to be. And we ended very abruptly, very strangely, very awkwardly with Brock winning by TKO and going off the air. (laughs) Yes, by TKO. (laughs) And so that's SummerSlam 2016. And who knows where they go from here. There's a, a lot going on these days and we will Continue to talk about it as we go yeah. forward. I just don't I legit, like watching. We watched, you know, at least me and AG watched uh, NXT Takeover, and you, and you see how good just professional wrestling can be when it's presented, you know, on a big stage. But you let the the athletes and the competitors do like speak for itself. When you let the action speak for itself, and you tell 
simple good stories. Just the the, the tag match was just yeah. like it, like the only way I can describe it is like unique. Just yeah. like the spot where um I think it might have been Dawson like tried to get in the ring. He was sorry. Uh Dawson tried to get in the ring. He was standing on the second rope and he fell into the ring on purpose so the referee would check him just so like the the hot tag wouldn't happen just like the small stuff like that yeah and just like the whole event the event as a whole again just letting the action and the guys speak for themselves and then you come the very next night to SummerSlam and you got the overbooking of everything the authority figures interjecting themselves everywhere weird finishes all around Jon Stewart getting involved in matches like and it's just like, how can the same company freaking produce this one thing one night and produce this this thing that had that had high spots and, and, and you know and low spots, which every card has, but ultimately just a mess. I felt some a mess, just a messy, messy pay per view, top to bottom, like just weird all around, weird vibe coming out of it. All right, Brian. I think you're gonna need a break from WWE. I think next week we're gonna take a look at some <laughs> other stuff. We're gonna talk about stuff other than WWE next week. But uh, before we uh, move on here, let's. Talk, let's thank you to Scotty Slade, Anthony Green. Scotty, where can people find you on social media and such? Well, you can find me on social media by going to one of my greatest tag team partners of all time, Brian Malonis's Twitter handle at Brian Malonis. Yes. And search through his friends because he clearly still <laughs> follows me, hopefully, after tonight. And you'll find me at Scotty Slade on Twitter. Um, and then you'll also find me that on everything else Instagram, Snapchat, uh, Facebook. You know it. I got it. Just Scotty Slade, and there I am. And where are you going to be next? Oh, next weekend, probably. probably we got uh, Chaotic on Friday. We got Lucky Pro on Saturday. And we got NEW on Sunday. I mean, wow. We got a packed weekend. It's a full weekend. Mm. Good all, for you. For all three of us, I think we've, we've got a packed weekend coming up. Uh, I'm not wrestling anywhere on Friday. <laughs> I think we're going head-to-head on Friday night, Scotty. Uh-oh. Yeah. All right, Anthony Green. <laughs> where, where can people find you? Uh, very similar to Scotty Slade. It's at AllGoodAG for Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. At AllGoodAG. AllGoodAG. Fantastic. And you're going to be in not, – you're not going to be anywhere on Friday? Wink. All uh, right. But Saturday, you can catch me at Lucky Pro Wrestling, defending my Hard Knocks title against Brick Mastone. And Sunday in Providence, Rhode Island for Beyond Wrestling. Fantastic. Hey, I just want to add real quick. You know what? Because I like you guys so much. Yes. Any of the guys that listen to this podcast and ladies, if they follow me on Twitter and they let me know that WPAN was the reason that they followed me, 20% off one of my t-shirts. How does that sound? Wow. How about that? How about that? It's a lovely we're looking at. Sky's one of the only guys who... Go out in public wearing his own T-shirt. <laughs> I, had to make an, I had to make an appearance just, today. just like his old tag team partner Mark Sherman, who exclusively wears nothing but his own tank tops. Uh, listen, right. it's, it's a box full of clean laundry, is the way I look at it. So, <laughs> all right, we got to get out of here. Thank you guys very much for joining us for the first SummerSlam Summit. Yes. Thank you. That's late. Get out of my house. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank you. All right, Brian. It's just you and me here again, and you know what time it is. Merv Griffin time? It's Merv Griffin time. All right. The talk show within a talk show. It's our chance to sit down with the listeners and talk. We talk to you, and most importantly, you talk to us. And Jim Fowler is going to be here. He's going to be here a little <laughs> later on. So get in on it by calling our brand new voicemail line. That number for the voicemail line, 401 584 9726. That's 401 
584-WPAN. Okay, Brian, we got a voicemail this week. I'm not quite sure what to think of it. Uh, it's not very nice. Let's just play it. All right. Let's fire up. Oh, hey. Wrestling podcast about nothing. WPAN. This is RJ Deloise coming to you from the greatest state of all, New York State. And I'm calling because I can't seem to get a hold of either Crockett or the Kingpin. Looking to find out why you don't want to have hilarity on your show. It would seem like your podcast that has nothing to do with anything would want to have actual comedy on it. But apparently, you're not interested in that. As such, you find ways to not have me on. So, I found a way on by calling your stupid voicemail. And your stupid voicemail is as stupid as I thought it would be. Super, super stupid. So, if you guys get around to it, how about you retweet me or hit me up on the Insta or find me on the Facebook and maybe we can make this happen so I can actually make your show something people want to listen to as opposed to what it is now, which is a huge pile of flaming garbage. So thank you so much for the voicemail and not picking up my call as per usual. I hope to hear from you soon. Otherwise, I'll continue to harass you. Love, RJ. Wow. All right. That is RJ DeLuise. I'm going to start calling him Crooked RJ. He's an old compatriot of ours from Chaotic Wrestling. He's a uh, part-time commentator. Uh, I thought he was a full-time friend, but now I'm not quite so sure. He's <laughs> Seems a little burned over the fact that uh, we haven't had him on yet. <laughs> We've yet to invite him on the wrestling podcast. He may have podcast. a valid point. I don't know, Mike. I don't know. We'll, <laughs> I don't, I mean, we've, we're booked up solid pretty much for the next couple of months. I don't know where we're, we would even have the opportunity to fit this guy in, so... Uh, <laughs> you put me on the spot here, Mike. I feel like you're. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure we'll have him on at, at some point. Maybe not to his liking. I guess I don't know. I mean, RJ, you're the one that opened this voicemail line. Give us a break here, RJ. We'll. I mean, we'll get to you. We're just not quite yet, right? Take it easy. Not quite yet. <laughs> okay, the other way. Thanks for the voicemail, RJ. And, of course, you can call, too. Leave us a voicemail, 401-584-WPAN. The other way to interact with us is, of course, using the hashtag. The hashtag is PDA for BDA. Tweet it at BDA underscore radio. Tweet it at me. I'm at CrocSox. The kingpin is at Brian Malonis. And we got some tweets. We got some tweetage, Brian. We did. Yeah, we certainly did. Steven is always checking in at HHH. At HHH guy two thousand four, uh oh, Chad Alden also checked oh, in. Oh boy, giving us a little. Uh, he's trying to, you know, what he's trying to do. He's trying to piggyback off our success for uh, for his own. For yes, he is the co-host of the wrestling. No, he's the co-host of A Man Walks Into an Armbar, the MMA podcast on BDA. That's right. Radio. He's not welcome around here. He certainly is not. Uh, I mean, a- and after you showed him how to host a show. When he was off on vacation, <laughs> I'm sure he's not going to have you back over there either. No, no, they got the other Malonis brother on. The, that's a regular feature on uh, on that podcast. It just sh- it just shows you that no matter what uh, no matter what BDA Radio podcast it is, a Malonis has got to go save it. Oh, oh boy, <laughs> the Malonis reuniting, reuniting after after temporarily clashing this evening. <laughs> Unity in the Malone's household. You I and like ITY, it. Mike. Yes. David Ratty, uh, the number one chaotic fan, as I've 
dubbed him. Usually good questions he has, yes, too. Yes, uh, at Dave Ratman on Twitter. His question is for me this week. He says, are there any matches that you've officiated throughout your career that rank amongst your favorites? Yes, Mike. I'm very interested to hear your answer hmm. to this question, considering you're sitting next to uh, your uh, near 400-pound co-host. Notice I said near 400-pound, <laughs> by the way. Well, the one that came to mind was actually even before Chaotic, before I even met someone like the Kingpin. Um, it was, I think, 1999, and Tony Rumble, who's where that's the place where I first started for NWA New England, he would run these shows almost in conjunction with WWE, or WWF, I guess, at the time. Um, Kevin Kelly would help run them, and Jim Cornette would help run them, and they'd have... Uh, local guys and WWE stars, guys that were currently on the roster. Like on this show, the main event was the Road Dog versus Big Boss Man, managed by uh, Jim Cornette. And Test, for some reason, was in uh, Road Dog's corner. And if Road Dog beat the Big Boss Man, Test would get five minutes of the ring with Jim Cornette. Um, All right. It's very straight. <laughs> I, I think originally Val Venus was supposed to be on the show, but he didn't show up, so they made this convoluted scenario for a test to get a spot in the show but the one of the most surreal things about this was um this is like the height of the attitude era you know the uh, these guys were like super beyond superstars and I, I was just standing in the ring while the road dog was doing his introduction like ladies and gentlemen boys and girls triple of our ladies and i'm just standing there in the ring for that and it's just like in this full gym like a thousand people in there and like this guy who's on TV every week, who's one of the biggest stars at the time in the biggest era, almost probably of all time. And I'm just kind of standing in the ring, kind of being a part of it. It was very surreal feeling. And it was probably one of the most memorable things because it's obviously just because it's one of the first things that came to mind. Um, that's pretty, that's pretty awesome. I had no, I had no idea you were a part of this and uh, a couple of fellas in that match who are no longer with us. <laughs> yeah. It's very, very strange. Uh, so, yeah, thank you, David Ratty. That's kind of the first thing that came to mind when I thought about uh, uh, favorites or something that sticks out as a memorable match for me. Uh, and I hope you hear another question from you next week, Dave. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, John Morse at John S-U-P-R-M-N uh, checked in and, asked, and said, because we're asking what other segments would people like to see as we did the segment last week on the uh, the old school review. Yes. He said, uh, how about reviewing wrestling movies? I love it. I love the idea. Was he the one that suggested we do be, uh, not be on the mat? Uh, ready, ready to, to rumble. rumble. I love Ready to Rumble. I don't think I've seen Ready to Rumble all the way through. I, I don't understand why. It's Because I was a grown-up at the a time. A treasure trove of goodness <laughs> that will last me a lifetime. <laughs> yeah, I... I that that's definitely got potential and thank you john morris for that we'll that's something that we'll definitely put it in the banks for uh when it comes to upcoming segments when we uh mike doesn't want to commit this he, want to be, he doesn't want to be forced to <laughs> to watch to, to, to watch yeah, ready to rumble or or uh or uh body slam or <laughs> some of the other lovely pro wrestling movies uh also here let's uh apt elwood at apt elwood big woody also uh Gave us some feedback as always. We appreciate it. Um, TK at THOG94 says that before every major pay per view, you should have Tarzan on as a guest to review past crappy pay per views. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we did get some a lot of positive feedback about uh, 
about Tarzan and wanting to see Tarzan back, I, I can assure you that we will have Tarzan back at some point, and we might just have Tarzan hates wrestling. <laughs> yes, yes, it's definitely something we're looking for. Uh, we're looking towards for the future. And uh, Todd Sobel also says, speaking of Tarzan, in fairness to Tarzan, who wouldn't engage in coitus with Bertha Fay? Exactly. Okay, let's just leave that there. <laughs> uh, it's going to be left on the internet forever. <laughs> yes. Uh, Mike Mills also checked in and said, uh, thanks to the WPAN for checking out the top five worst gimmicks on the Book in the Territory podcast. And Mike Mills, we're definitely getting something together to have him on very soon, as soon as next week, hopefully. Yes. And yes. We're going to talk about some of the uh, something other than WWE. We're going to try to talk about the best of the rest with Mike Mills next week from Booking the Territory. Make sure to check out Booking the Territory, a great podcast uh, that's had a Brian Malone is a two-time guest. And uh, also, we want to make sure we mention Checking the Boots podcast. Uh, Referee Tony S and Chip really uh, shot us to the moon, really put us over big time on uh, a recent episode that I heard um, talking about how they like the promo about nothing, which we're going to get to in just a moment. And I just want to say to Chip that I agree with you when it comes to Charlotte, and I'll just leave it at that. And and, uh, we're loving the podcast over here, and thank you very much for... Uh, directing some ears towards the wrestling podcast about nothing. And I hope that we are able to do the same for you. Uh, that's kind of what we want to do here in the uh, the podcasting community. We want everyone to get thousands and thousands of listens. So thank you very much to Tony S and Chip and to Mike Mills. And we want to see you guys out there here as part of Merv Griffin time. There's two ways you can participate. But hey, we got oh, one more quick shout out to the Rundown podcast. Oh, I'm sorry. The fellas over at the Rundown, uh, Commissioner Mark Green from Atlantic Pro Wrestling, I know is part of that great podcast. So uh, and Adam sh- Selzer, see? Yes. 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 The- I said C. <laughs> <laughs> so shout out to those guys as well. Also part of the local uh, podcasting community. Yes, definitely. And uh, use the hashtag. PDA for BDA on Twitter. Leave your questions or comments for us that way or call that voicemail line. Please, we need someone other than someone that's going to harass us like RJ DeLuise. Call 401-584-9726. 401-584-WPAN. And thanks so much to all those who participated this week in Merv Griffin time. And we hope to hear from you and we hope to hear from everyone else next week on Merv Griffin time here on the wrestling podcast about nothing. Okay, Brian, it is promo about nothing time. Yes. Let's do this for crying out loud. It's about that time. And this week, let's go back to a time, a simpler time, Brian, a simpler time, a time when there was a dungeon, a dungeon of doom. Oh boy. And I want to thank actually, uh, the playboy, Brian Malonis, no, the Playboy, Jimmy Malonis, Jimmy James, for bringing the Dungeon of Doom back to the forefront of my mind. Last week we were talking about it, and he talked about the Dungeon of Doom, how terrible all their vignettes were. <laughs> what do you mean? So let's try to let's try to listen to this. It's giving me some problem, problems here. Let's try to listen to this Dungeon of Doom segment. <laughs> I have drank from the goblet of darkness. 
And now I feel your power. Father, now I know why we can crush the immortal Hulk Hogan and all those Hulkamaniacs. Father, what gift do you give me next? I can't wait. <laughs> Fastbuster, my son, the Sahara Desert, a warrior who has slain the beast on the stones of Mount Kilimanjaro, from the deepest, darkest part of the African continent. I bring you the Ugandan giant, Kamala! Yeah, <laughs> from the files of who books this crap, <laughs> Father, Father. I mean, I, I guess I get what they were going for, but just talk about. <laughs> I, I'm at like a loss for words here because wrestling has always been like this thing. Even in the K, you know, the whole kayfabe has always been. You try to present it in a manner that there's some level of realism, no, ha- no matter how unreal it seems to be. Right. That something based in reality, something based, you know. This stuff is like just straight up like movie type, television type story stuff. It's hogwash. <laughs> yeah. Malarkey, <laughs> if you will. Yes. Poppycock. <laughs> <laughs> and that Boston accent just... Uh Hits you where it counts. It's just amazing. And that was uh, King Curtis Iakea, who's the, the loud, booming voice, and Kevin Sullivan. And then, of course, Kamala joins them. And, yeah, it was And, and all this was an effort to, to uh, feud with Hulk Hogan, essentially, the whole Dungeon of Doom story. Yes, uh, I guess. and they turned to be just like a, you know, a, a bumbling group of fools that Hogan kind of just bowled over completely. Kind of like the old Masters of the Universe cartoon, one of my all-time favorites, but, you know, uh, Skeletor and, and his bumbling fools who could never seem to get one over on He-Man. And in this case, it's, uh, you know, Father and his bumbling <laughs> uh, bumbling cast of idiots who can't seem to get one over on the Hulkster. Well, uh, speaking of the Hulkster, you're wearing a nice Hulkamania t-shirt tonight. I sure am, Mike. And speaking of you... I'm doing these uh, Tony-ass segues. I'm learning from the Check of the Boots <laughs> podcast. Brian Malonis, you are hitting the highways and byways, crisscrossing this great nation of ours, applying your trade as a professional wrestler, and you 
Got dates. I do, Mike. And I'm actually just going to focus on what I got coming this week because I got a big, 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 big weekend coming up here. So Friday night. Lay it on me, brother. Yes. Brockton, Massachusetts, Campanelli Stadium. I take on Nightmare Nick Steele. Also on this huge event. Big sexy Kevin Nash making an appearance. Won't be wrestling, but making an appearance. Also a great meet and greet. Big Van Vader, my favorite wrestler of all time. Yes. <laughs> As told to the hardcore icon, Tommy Dreamer. Will he be there? He'll be there. Oh. Gangrel will also be there. Ah. Spike Dudley will also be there. Wow. And there'll be a TLC match for the uh, the dual TRP uh, championships, both held by uh, Teddy Goods. So, wow. Yes, so tickets are on sale now, brownpapertickets.com. Also check out Top Row Promotions and also Pro Wrestling Super Show on uh, on Facebook for ticket information. Definitely want to get your tickets ahead of time for that, not only for the wrestling but for the meet and greet. That's Brockton, Mass. on Friday night. Yes, so Saturday night, Lucky Pro Wrestling, my second appearance. I take on Big Jim Anderson. Uh, this card is in Clinton, Massachusetts. Uh, find uh, Lucky Pro Wrestling on Facebook for ticket information. Uh, so that, that'll be my second ever appearance with them. Very excited to be a part of Lucky Pro Wrestling, you know, now and going forward. And then Mike. Yes. And then Mike. Right. I will be taking a part uh, of the Beyond Wrestling card this Sunday. Also on this card. Tommy N, Donovan Dijak, Matt Riddle, Chris Dickinson, Chris Hero, David Starr, A.R. Fox, Keith Lee, The Hit Squad, Brian Fury, so many more. Check out Beyond Wrestling on uh, on Facebook. Also, LookMaNoFans.com. So that's all you got for me this week? That's all I want to talk about this week because those are three big, big events that I'm part of. Uh, of uh, you know this coming weekend, so please uh, get out there, support these great promotions, support me. Uh, you can do also do that by uh, by buying a T-shirt, and if uh, my good buddy here helps me out, I might even have some eight by tens available uh, this coming week as well. So again, you know, please help support me. Please help support these great promotions. That's Top Rope Press, Top Rope Promotions on Friday night, Lucky Pro Wrestling Saturday night, and Beyond Wrestling on Sunday. All right, Brian. Okay, so let's wrap this up. Uh, before we do, let's give a special shout-out to the podcast with little talent but lots of extra belly fat. A Man Walks Into an Arm Bar, BDA Radio's MMA podcast hosted by Chad Alden and Paul St. Amon Jr. Find them on BDARadio.com. And if you don't subscribe, the Playboy will give you a beating of some sort. I know the play play I feel like the Playboy is like my operative over there, you know what I mean? <laughs> you, get the, you get the inside scoops? No, you come on, you know the Playboy's not my operative over there. <laughs> He's looking to take me on. Yes, the Playboy is a semi-regular guest on the a man walks the man walks into an armbar podcast, so be sure to check that out Somebody at Somebody has BDA to help chat 5000 out. <laughs> oh, come on now. Okay, also be a part of with a wrestling podcast about nothing on every platform. Find us on YouTube. Search the WPAN and subscribe. You can check out that great video we mentioned earlier about uh, the Demon King. You can hear all the times they said Demon King on Raw last week. He has the big red belt now, Mike. He sure does. Okay, find us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash the WPAN. And we are now on Instagram. At the WPAN on Instagram. And, of course, at the WPAN on on Twitter. Speaking of Twitter, follow our sponsor at BDA underscore radio. 
I am at Crocsox. Brian is at Brian Malonis. And one more time, use the hashtag PDA for BDA to get a shout out on an upcoming show or call us 401-584-WPAN and leave us a voicemail. And finally, for all of your MMA and wrestling talk, come on over to BDARadio.com. All right, we'll be back next Monday with another episode of the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing. Until then, he is the Kingpin Brian Malonis. My name is Mike Crockett, and until next week, thanks for nothing. <laughs>